We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning, good morning. On the other side, March 8th. Still here, Keith McPherson on the fan. Watching sports, talking sports. Going through the sports news and topics and conversations. As we're in the second week of March, we're getting closer to March Madness. Selection Sunday is this Sunday. Daylight Savings Time is this weekend into Sunday. Opening day is just a few weeks away now. Yeah, we're rolling right along. It's the most wonderful time. I know I sing that. For like, I don't ever sing that for Christmas. I sing that for like the October, November time where we get postseason baseball, hockey starts, basketball starts, football starting to get into the thick of things. Well, here comes another sports equinox. The NFL is over, but the NFL is never over. And the NBA is going to heat up as we get closer to figuring out the standings and the seating for the playoffs. Can't wait to see the NHL playoffs this year. Come on, Devils. I have a rooting interest this year. Ben is in Randolph, New Jersey on the fan. What's up, Ben? Keith, good morning. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. I'm good, bro. Thanks for checking in. So, yeah, I got to talk about our Devils. I'm very glad to see that you jumped on the wagon this year. Obviously, they're having a great season after the past few years, which have been brutal. But I got to say to you, I'm getting a little worried about Vitek Vanacek and the defense. Yeah. Five goals against the Avalanche, four against Vegas, four against Arizona, or three or four against Arizona, I'm not sure. And then four tonight, especially you can't give up leads in the third period. They almost choked that game in Arizona, and then they choked the game today. Come playoff time, Vitek and that defense needs to be strong, especially against a team like the Rangers. So I'm getting a little worried, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts on them. I'm still confident that they can beat the Rangers probably in seven games, but the Devils really need Vitek Vanacek to be that guy who he was. It's just him, right? Like, I mean, Mackenzie Blackwood is hurt, and uh, it's it's really just him. It's like, at this point, the um, deadline is passed. And I know some people were thinking maybe they get another goalie. And when you go into the playoffs, you need somebody that can really hold it down, that, that can change a whole series, that can change a whole game. So if the Devils do yep. expect to make a run, we understand how big this guy's got to come up, how big he's got to play. He, it, there's a lot on him. And, uh, you know, when you see a game like tonight, that that's the type of game that you're going to get in the playoffs. So... Uh, a lot of pressure on him, but he's got to rise to the occasion. I'm trying to find out. I mean, not that I think Mackenzie Blackwood is uh, much of a difference maker, but I'm trying to find out how long he's out, trying to find an injury update on yeah, him. Yeah, he's always injured. And the thing with him, it, he's not a difference maker, but it's going to allow Vitek to not play as many games. And Akira Schmidt is a solid backup where we saw him last year. I'm not sure how many games you watched last year. He's not really a true NHL goalie like Mackenzie Blackwood is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like once you get in the playoffs, are we expecting to see Schmidt? No, I hope not. That means that they're getting crushed. Yeah, so I, I guess there's a little worry. I guess there's a little, you know, a bit of a thought that, hey, man, if, if the Devils are going to make a run through the playoffs, this isn't good enough. Um, but, you know, guys rise to the occasion. Other guys got to play defense. Other guys got to score. And I, th- I think, obviously, you know, they're still gelling with Timo. And, uh, you know, I still have faith in the Devils to make some noise in this run. But there's good teams out there, man, and uh, better goalies. So we'll see how it shakes out. There's still time for them to improve and uh, for Blackwood to get healthy. Um, but that concern I've heard, you know, as I'm talking to people that are Devils fans and as I've been watching and, you know, following different accounts on Twitter, it's, it's a, a high concern. It might be the number one concern right now with Devils fans. Yeah, and also that second line with Timo Meyer, Brett, and Hughes. 
It's obviously explosive. They're probably going to be the best line on the ice when they're out there. But defensively, the first two games that they've been together has not been good. It's going to take time. But as I said before, I remain confident. It's just, you know, when it's the third straight Vitek Benacek bad game, that's when my worry starts to rise a little bit. Yeah, he's got to shake it off. Uh, it's it's one tough game. It's a game that I thought we were going to steal, but the Maple Leafs historically are always good. They're good again this year. What are they? Thirty nine and seventeen, uh, right behind the Bruins. Like they're they're no slouch. They came in and they had some energy tonight. They were swagging tonight. I think they really embraced the fact that it was Timo time, and all the fans were jacked up because it was Timo's home debut. They came to play hockey tonight and they stole one. I was I was dejected with three minutes left. I think it was. 253 left in the third period and I just was like yeah I don't I don't see them I mean I hoped that they could steal the game because we've seen the Devils come back and steal the game late that was their MO for a while but I felt like they were cooked after that one tonight and they were and the Leafs had no John Tavares he was sick and they just put Ryan O'Reilly on the long-term injured reserve so that was a big time win for them the Eastern Conference is absolutely stacked yeah the Bruins uh, I think the Rangers will get right I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just I'm looking forward to getting there, and whatever happens, happens. Uh, whatever happens, you know, can happen. I think the Devils will be fine. But yeah, like you said, we all are looking at the goalie situation with Vitek Vanacek and Mackenzie Blackwood being hurt, and even Schmidt as like the third option. Like it's you know, if that's the weakness, if that's the Achilles heel, like something's got to get better with those guys, or uh, they don't really have a chance to make a run without a strong goalie. Yep. So thanks for having me on. I truly appreciate it, and I hope to see you at a game soon. Yeah, I got to get back. Thanks for the call, Ben. Not sure when I'm going to get back. Uh, I wanted to go potentially this Sunday. Not going to be able to go Sunday. And uh, I do want to go on opening day, March 30th, because uh, it's Devils Rangers. And uh, a few of the homies have been hitting me like, yo, are you going to go to Devils Rangers after opening day? I'm like, I'll probably be on air at WFN that night. I'll probably have a five-hour show after opening day, but that would be a hell of a sports day, right? Go to Yankee Stadium opening day, like 11 to 5, and then drive to Newark Prudential Center for Rangers-Devils. I don't know what could happen. Rangers back on the ice facing off against the Canadiens tomorrow, and uh, they need a win. They need a a pick-me-up win there. 877-337-6666. What else from my notes do we not hit on? We talked about the Daniel Jones deal. I think it's a good deal. And when you look at how they structured it, you know, it's a win. I just think it's a win for both parties, both sides. And and the negotiations have been going on for weeks. And they got to the, you know, deadline and actually had the deal done. And like I said, I feel like Giants fans should feel like that's a win. It is what it is. I don't think you overpaid for your own. That's your guy. Tiki Barber always says, nobody loves you like your mama loves you. They drafted him. They developed him. Actually, they drafted him, and they tried to ruin him by having different head coaches, different offensive coordinators, and this guy fought through it. He's a tough kid. He's an athletic kid, and he's 25. He's going to still mature and grow as a player in the league. Uh, He just had his first taste of being a winning quarterback, a playoff quarterback. That stuff is going to stick with him. He's going to want to get back there. And it's not going to be as easy to sneak up on teams next year, right? You know, next year everyone's looking at the coach of the year and these guys, and they're going to get their best shot. So now it's on the Giants to get some better talent on that roster. Now it's on the Giants to not go into next season without weapons for Daniel Jones. You got your quarterback of the now and the near future. You can get after, you can get out of that after two years if he's not the guy, but I think he is. And uh, we'll see what happens with Saquon. I think Saquon will revisit that $12 million number. Maybe if they put an extra year on it, who knows? Uh, that $10.1 million is just the state of the league. We're at a point in this league where, you, you know, they're not paying running backs top dollar. The days of Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, those contracts that— They're not handing those out anymore. And these owners also don't want to hand out this guaranteed money 
to the quarterbacks anymore. And that's why Lamar Jackson is in his situation. I thought it was super odd today how many teams were hearing, oh, they're not pursuing, they're not pursuing. It was almost like these uh, NFL owners hit the group chat to say, hey, 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 uh, Lamar Jackson, they tagged him. But listen, nobody say you're going after him. And like I, I already reminded you, what they say and what they do are two different things. But with Lamar Jackson now, the Ravens basically said, hey, bro, uh, we'll, we'll put this tag on you. And it's the non-exclusive tag. $32.4 million is what you'll make here. And, um, you know, if you go out there and somebody else is interested in you, let's see what they're willing to give you. And maybe we'll match it. Maybe we won't. Let's see who's crazy enough to give you the $200 million in guaranteed money that you're looking for. And maybe we'll match it. Maybe we won't. And, yeah, that's, what, that's, that's how this is setting up. It permits Jackson to negotiate with other teams. If he finds a deal to his liking, something that obviously hasn't materialized in Baltimore, Jackson can sign an offer sheet that sets his market. Were that to happen, the Ravens would have five days to match the offer in order to retain the 2019 league MVP, or they receive two first-round picks as compensation for declining. So <laughs> that's why I say the Jets, if they miss out on Aaron Rodgers, the uh, New Jersey Jets should go get Lamar Jackson. And I put out a tweet. I think I retweeted it on my Twitter, at Keith McPherson, if you waste time on Twitter like most of us do. I can't say most of us. There's a bunch of people listening to the radio that are smart. They never go on Twitter. They don't log on Twitter. I was talking to my wife about that. I'm like, the radio is cool because I think I only really existed on, like, Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. And now I've connected with so many fans and listeners and people that they don't go on Twitter. And Twitter is toxic. It's negative. And like I said before, everybody's verified. Everybody wants to be first. Everybody's trying to break news. But uh, I retweeted a tweet from January 16th. I said, if the Lamar Jackson situation is beyond repair, get that man to the New Jersey Jets. I need that number eight jersey. My son's name is Jackson. So I'll get a jersey for me and little Jack. And uh, we'll be at MetLife Stadium if they figure out a way to get Lamar Jackson if the Aaron Rodgers deal doesn't uh, come through. But, yeah, talking Knicks, talking Nets as well. Well, Probably not so many calls from the Knicks fans. That's a game that you want to kind of just brush off as they'll head on, you know, to the road, and you don't really even want to waste time on it. You can't win them all. You know, it was fun while it lasted. Good things come to an end and all that jazz, whatever. Uh, Nine-game win streak ends, but... Those Brooklyn Nets. I I know everybody wanted to bury the Nets. I know everybody wanted to say they're cooked, they're done, it's over. But it ain't over. I told you see it through. I told you that they're going to figure it out. I mean, figuring it out is one thing. We're not expecting the Nets to make a run at the NBA championship, at the finals, at the Eastern Conference finals. But we are expecting them to have pride, and they've shown that. In the last three games, they beat the Celtics, roughed the Celtics up before the Knicks faced them. Uh, They beat the Hornets, knocked the Hornets down on Sunday, thought we roughed them up for the Knicks to, you know, be able to get that win without Brunson. And then they go on the road to Houston. They handle business tonight. Man, I'm, I'm pleased with what I've seen. Brian is in Milwaukee, Oregon on the fan. Hello, Brian. Hey, Keith. Good morning for you. Of course, it's still evening for me, but that's another story. All good. Um, good morning, good evening. absolutely beyond ecstatic. You know, and my big thing is, and this is why I love Jacques, and I'm going to get into that whole aspect of it, but everything is chemistry, chemistry, right? And you're beginning to see the dividends pay, okay? Tonight, you look, Bridges still comes up huge. 30. Spence is spent. He gets 23. But look at Claxton. He's back up to 18. That's what I mean. You're looking at this, and you look at all these other contributors like Johnson the other night, for you know, God, goodness sakes. You're, you're seeing this pattern, <clears throat> and I really like the pattern. And, again, this also alludes to another theory. When you pull up an incredible miracle victory like that on the road, that can create an extreme firestorm. Yeah. So, for one, now. I am really, really happy. This this is everything I've dreamed and I think we're heading in the right direction. You you don't miss Katie and Kyrie? 
Well, I miss KD, but yeah, and I can't remember. I've been on a yo-yo, if I can explain that. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't want him going anywhere, but, you know, I mean, we got what we could get, you know, in yep. terms of, especially if you look at the draft pick thing. Yep. That's the other aspect of it. All but, things considered. I remember we sort of debated when Bridges came on board, you know, what's he going to do? And then, my goodness, look at this. But, you know, look at Cam Thomas earlier. That's why I'm saying. They're all contributing. I think we're going to be doing a lot better by the end of the season. Yeah, I think that these guys have the pride that we've been looking for them to show. I think they are gelling now. They've had some practices together. It was tough, obviously, coming out of the All-Star break and losing the first four games, but now they've won the last three. And I'm interested to see what they do against the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm very interested to see how they challenge Giannis and those guys because that's a mismatch, but that's the top team in the East. So it's going to be a little bit of a uh, measuring stick for these guys as they have their defensive principles down, as they have their identities on offense. It's it's Spencer, it's Mikhail, and I'm hoping Cam Johnson uh, steps up. It's good to see the guys on the bench get some points. And Nick Claxton, like you mentioned, maybe uh, Nick was motivated because they did sign Nerlens Noel. He's not going to cut into Nick's playing time too much, but he had a beast game, uh, 13 rebounds. The last couple games, he's had 12, 12, 13 rebounds. Nick Claxton, uh, people don't give him the respect that he deserves enough. Like, he's a solid player, and I think he had to shake off the fact that Katie and Kyrie are gone, and now everything is reset, and I think Nets fans feel better about this group of guys, right? Because there's really, like, no expectations. There's no pressure. Whatever they do, um, we're going to be happy with. That's why we're excited with a three-game win streak and a chance to go on the road and compete here. And like I said, when I came back from break, look at the standings. Look at the NBA standings. You know, uh, we, we let Knicks fans celebrate. We let them have their, their nine-game run, and they, they beat the Nets twice in the last month. But the Nets are right there with them in the standings. So we'll see how this all shakes out the rest of the way. Hey, yeah, and one more thing along those lines. You know, this morning I talked to Big Mac the other night. I said, I thought, after that Milwaukee debacle, you know, that Jacques challenged them. And I really still, to this point, ascribe to that theory because I think he did. The Milwaukee debacle? Oh, yeah. Well, I remember after... the game when we were up like 10 at the end of the yeah. first and wound up losing by seven, I, I believe. Yeah, it was just, I, I wouldn't say it was a debacle, but I guess you could. It just was deflating because they were in that game and then that third quarter sucked and then. It all uh, kind of went away. Thanks for the call, Brian. Nets fans, call me up, man. It's wide open if you want to talk about your team. Still here. Still finding ways to win. Different guys in those jerseys, but they're back to the culture. They're back to the vibe. They're back to the Brooklyn grit. And there's a lot of people that wanted to leave them for dead. But if you listen to me, I don't even use this phrase. I said the cupboard is not barren. I don't talk like that, but it makes sense, right? That's what everybody's saying. It is not the same as it was after the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett era uh, when the team really was left for dead and they had to rebuild with nothing. They have talent. They have picks. The future is bright for your Brooklyn Nets. Jimmy is in Jersey City next up on the fan. What's up, Jim? You're back. Well, up, Keith? I tell you, you never give up on the Nets. Just need some time I'm to locked play in. I'm stuck. There's, I'm not rooting for any other NBA teams. I love hoops. I love watching individual players. But team-wise, I'm always going to be rooting for the Nets. I told you, man. They just need some time to gel together. They'll be all right. Like the guy just said, by the end of the season, they'll have plenty of games underneath themselves. You see now 10 games that uh, <clears throat> what the kids are doing from uh, the, what's the name of the high scorer tonight? Mikael Bridges. But Bridges, you see what he's doing in the last 10 games, right? What he's averaging? It just jumped in when he's starting to feel himself again. They'll be all right. Claxton, he's not that great against the bigger guys. Tonight just happened to be a good matchup for him. When he has good matches, he does well. Against Milwaukee, it's going to be tough for him. I mean, he'll have no, no, Noel to help him, but you're going up against Book Lopez and, and you know, two bigger guys. That's where he has his troubles at. Yep. But uh, but uh, we'll be all right. Keith, like I said, man, we're just a young team. Next year, hopefully we'll put some pieces together. So that Kenny Atkinson type team right now. Uh, we'll be all right. Hey, Keith, I want to be the first one to freeze that Daniel Jones went from Danny Dimes to Danny Dollars real quick. Oh, they've been on the Danny Dollars tip. They've been saying that for weeks. Danny Dollars, like, when he won that playoff game, they're like, he just made himself a lot of money, and today it's confirmed. 
$40 million man, and it doesn't matter what anybody says about Derek Carr's money or Geno Smith's money or Lamar Jackson, the Giants paid their guy to retain their guy, and I think they're going to be happy with that hey, deal and contract. Hey, like you said earlier, right? You know, the big the big diamond in the rough here could be the Miami Dolphins. If, if, if the owner wants to be – if he wants to win now – and he says, you know what, Chris Greg, go out and go get go get Aaron Rodgers. You know where Rodgers is going. He'll, he'll dump the Jets in a second. I was, I right was to alluding Miami. to it last night. Are they the mystery team? Uh, There's always a mystery team. It can't just be the Jets. It can't just be the Jets and no other options. The Dolphins uh, are playing the division with the Jets. If they can put their hat into the like, – why wouldn't they? They, they? I know they like Tua – I know they, you know, we 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 heard today. Mike McDaniel thinks Tua is the best guy for his system, whatever. Yeah, but Tua, like, what happened to his season last season? You know, if Tua gets hurt, like he's, I think he's one concussion away from them saying, you "Hey, know, you like gotta, you gotta hang it yeah. up, son." And you know, you got fifty-three guys in the locker room. You can't tell those guys, all right, if he gets hurt, you know, our season's gonna go downhill again. They, they don't want to hear that. You know, they're putting the blood, sweat, and tears on the line. You gotta have a confident, confident guy that's consistent out there to play every game. Even like Lamar Jackson, he's not having a sweepstakes for us yet either. You know, like you said, you know, uh, they're, they're willing to take a couple of picks. Uh, the Dolphins can work around some first-round picks they don't have right now, but they can give them future things like that. But, uh, I mean, Tua, you know, you get, he's got to be healthy. I mean, the, you know I love Tua. He's got to be healthy for us to keep him. But if he's not healthy and the owner wants to make a move, you know, within the next week before the uh, uh, free agency starts, he'll make that move. But if not, you know, I'll, I'll be I'll be all right with Tua, Keith. Uh, hey, listen, if Daniel Jones got forty million. How much will Tua get? <laughs> I, I don't know. Tua's numbers are way better than Daniel Jones. I know Tua was in the MVP conversation, but he's he just got to be healthy. Yeah, it's just such a big if he's going to be healthy. He's not the biggest guy. Uh, Daniel Jones, you know, he's a bigger dude. He can take some hits. Tua, man, I fear for him. They throw him around like a rag doll and. He's like I said. He's one bad helmet hit away from just but, having to not be able to play. Yeah, you're right, but you know what? Though it would be good if the Jets do get Rodgers because down the division will be really interesting with uh, Allen, Tua, Rodgers, uh, whatever New England Matt does. Jones. Yeah, yeah it'll, <laughs> Josh make it, Allen. Make it, it'll make the division uh, a lot more competitive and make the games more fun. Man. You like to see? I don't want to beat teams with crappy. I want my team to play a good game, like the Nets. I want us to play. Comp- like you said, we're going to play Milwaukee. Don't win there. If we don't win, at least be competitive. You know, they're going to compete one, one, with Milwaukee because they just they won. just played them tough in Brooklyn. So they're going to run it back, and and I'm with you, bro. That Celtics game the other night, that was the most I yelled <laughs> at the screen watching the Nets this year. It was exciting to see them fight and come back and actually win that game. That was the most hey, entertaining Keith. game of the year. Keith, you say you have you have a son? My son is on the way. Uh, my oh, my, my wife brother. is, I think, like 36 weeks pregnant. Congratulations, bro. Thank you. Thank you. I've, I've kept the secret for a long time. I announced it on Carton and Roberts last Monday, and I'm going to be stepping out when the Yankees start. You know, that's not great. Uh, the, the baseball season will start, and I'm going to go on paternity leave, but, I, you know, I'm super excited about bringing Little Man into the world. It's going to be so, fun. So you're going to make Little Man a, a Yankee fan? Nah, a I'm not fan, making him anything. Nope, I'm not putting – that's like I always say, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. That's my play. I chose my teams. He could choose whoever he wants to root for. I, I look forward to that. We'll we'll break it down. I'll be like, listen, bro, you live in Jersey. If you want to root for the Jets, you want to root for the Giants, they're right here. <laughs> Is that the name you're going with, Jackson? Yeah, my wife named a, him. I don't even a, know a, how we came up with the name. She had the whole. I'm like, good. I'm cool with it. I like the whole. Cool, that's a cool name, yeah, man. Yeah, Jackson McPherson, son, son. Oh, awesome. Congratulations to you, brother. All right, can you go get on to your call? I'll be listening to how you are during the week, bro. Thanks for the call, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not forcing my kid to be a fan of the Yankees, the Nets, the Cowboys. I did that, you know. But I understand what kids and. You know, father-son relationship, you're going to look up to your dad. And if my son does want to rock with me, I'm just going to tell him, hey, be cautious, bro. Like, enter at your own risk. It ain't for everybody. You have a chance right now, son. You could be the opposite of me. You could be a Knicks fan. You could be a Giants fan. You could be, uh, you know, 
You could be. I, I wasn't gonna say the last. One. Yeah, if he comes in and says I'm a Red Sox fan, it, it, like one oh, day. Well, I was thinking Mets. I was like, we're not, we're not doing that. Yeah, like, 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 <laughs> like, how, like how's he, how's he, how you reacting? Like, no, I would honestly with Steve Cohen and what he's doing right now. If my son and let's say five years, let's say the Mets win a World Series in five no, no, years, no, 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 Red Sox. Red, Red Sox. There's no, there's no way. Like, I just, I couldn't purchase. A Red Sox any logo and have it in my crib. Yeah, like, see, this is it. <laughs> my my little cousin actually. Oh, it's my little cousin's birthday right now. He's nine, and when I used to babysit him, I remember when he was four. He's like, "What's this? What's this? What's this?" And he's pointing to all the NY logos in my house. I'm like, "That's the like logo for the most popular franchise. It's a worldwide. It's that's the logo. New York. Like the logo. That's the Yankees. And now he's a Yankees fan. He don't even watch baseball." Um, but he's a Yankees fan because even young, he just remembers Keith. He's got all these Yankees hats and merchandise and logos in his house. So, yeah. So you're not forcing your son to be a Yankee fan, but you're just you're, you're conditioning him. Nah, and I told my wife he might be into gardening and pottery. Bro might want to play the piano and read books. And he does not have to be me. I'm the only person in my family that played sports, uh, that was obsessed with sports. It, it was a TV thing. I'm, no, a, yeah, I'm a child yeah. of the 90s. I just was – I was – Four inches from the TV, staring at the TV. That's how I became the front runner of the teams that won in the 90s. Before I was a Nets fan, I was a Bulls fan. I didn't grow up with Pops. My dad is a Yankees, Knicks, Dolphins fan. So we have the Yankees in common. But man, I would have hated him for making me a Dolphins Knicks fan. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you don't like you don't care if he's into pottery and gardening, all that stuff. No, but, I will man, but, he'll but, have but, all of the tools to garden and make But pots. if he's if he's got three inches on you and a better vertical leap, you won't hate it either. No, that too. And and uh, you know, my wife is like super pregnant now. And uh if he's a five star recruit to Alabama, you're not gonna no, be complaining. I, I mean, yeah, I'm like, man, if he is we already are thinking he's gonna be tall. And a big kid, I'm like, I'm, I literally just said today before I left, I'm like, what if he's taller than me? I'm good, 6'2". Like, if he's 6'3", let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Try and get that man a scholarship. Three or four more inches in the vertical leap. Yeah, I, well, I'll Quicker be, 40. I will train him. I will train him from the beginning. I train myself. Like, I'm, I'm excited for the prospect of having a son because, like, I did not have – someone to bring me along and I was able to like figure it out on my own just off of like willpower and like this is like ultimate chip on my shoulder motivation my son's not gonna have that he's gonna have the opposite of me so I gotta like teach him certain things and bring him up and we'll see we'll see you know I'll bring him into the studio and so teach him not to be a Red Sox fan no it's just I don't ever think we're going that way he does already I will say and shout out to anyone listening that hit up my registry uh, Yankees Twitter people showed love. Like I posted the link because my wife was like, "Hey, um, you're gonna post a registry on Twitter," and I really, I really didn't tell anybody. My wife was pregnant, just kind of out of fear of like complications and stuff. I posted the link on the same day that I, you know, let the world know on Carton Roberts. People cleared my registry, and there's already like Yankees baby things in my house. So he's gonna see that logo, and I don't think he's gonna go to that B logo, dirty water. Uh, Boston Red Sox. I just don't think that'll ever happen. See how how it dampered your mood, though? Yeah, because I just, like, like, it doesn't even feel right to think about my son being a Red Sox fan. I've never even been to Fenway because I just, I couldn't, I I can't go there. I've been been to 15 ballparks. I haven't made the trip to Fenway. It is nice. I know I'll I'll get there one day. I did Yankees Red Sox, and I, I, I suffered the most torment. Last year on my birthday, I did Yankees Red Sox in Fenway, and the Red Sox walked it off. Um, which was brutal. Was to that watch. the one where Dieter, uh, Jeter Downs came across that, home? That was the Jeter Downs revenge oh, game. Oh yes. no! Yeah, that was that was uh, you know Yankee fans in Fenway were chanting "Gallo sucks" with Gallo in the in the field for <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees. But um, yeah, I've I've seen it firsthand. It, it's a beautiful place. I mean, if I were you, like I'd, I I'd advise going there. It's I, amazing. I drove by on the bus my sophomore year at JMU when I played football at JMU. We played at Northeastern, which is. You know, there's all those schools up there. Mm, yeah, yeah. Before Northeastern got rid of their football program, I remember being on the bus, and I'm with a bunch of football players that don't care about baseball. I'm the only one like, yo, yo, look out the window. Yo, Fenway. They're like, we don't care about that. Did you do Wrigley? Um, I, Wrigley I've been to like eight or nine times. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wrigley is yeah, different. The old stadiums are, it's just, it's a different cathedral. vibe in those places. Yeah, it's a cathedral, literally, yeah. yeah. Have you been to Wrigley? I've been to Wrigley and Fenway, yeah. They're both amazing. Yeah, Wrigley I've been to a bunch because the homies, I, I have friends in Chicago. I've been to 18 now, stadiums. 
Impressive. Uh, it, it, you got to do and it. And now man. that they're changing the schedule where everyone plays everyone. Yeah, it's, I, that's why I love the new schedule. You, I don't you know get how you to potentially it. go somewhere that you wouldn't go until every three years with like interleague. Yeah, like last year, I had Yankees Cardinals in in St. Louis. That's awesome. I thought about going last yeah, year and like, make uh, that trip. They got swept out there. Stadium, they did. Yeah, those different stadiums though are oh, it's awesome. Like I can't wait to do Petco Park. Out in, out I haven't in, seen Petco. I haven't seen Petco. And, but it's oh, ridiculous how it's built into the like buildings in the city. And yeah, I like I want to go see Yankees in Colorado because I did a tour of Colorado last year, but I didn't actually go to a game there. But, like, you learn, like, these different intricate facts about these stadiums. Like, that's what's so romantic about baseball is there's all these different little intricacies about the ballparks where it's not the same yeah. cookie-cutter look. Everyone's got its own personality. Not for nothing, bro. I've been telling people for years, Yankee Stadium isn't what you, like, people act like Yankee Stadium sucks. Yeah, Yankee. Like, I, I love the Yankees, but that is not a yeah. top 10 ballpark in Major Yankee League Baseball. Yankee fans get tight with me. Like, City Fields is a thousand times nicer than Yankee City, Stadium. I will. I have said that already. City Field's gorgeous. It's a better ballpark. Better food options. Better, better experience, too. Yankee better, Stadium is better so overall, Yeah. Better all, overall, like, game watching. There's so many places you can watch the game from Yankee, there. Versus, you know what? Yankee Stadium's got, got the better vibe outside of the ballpark. Like, the pregame experience is better than City Field. Because I do there. But Yankee Stadium in general is just very mid when it comes to all the ballparks in Major League Baseball. I will say this. Coors Field, really cool. Are you a beer guy? Of course. How, like, how of course, can I yeah. not be a beer? <laughs> you, you, you like you like Blue Moon? Yeah. Blue Moon was invented in Coors Field. Oh, I didn't know that. They have a mini that one of. I've been the Coors. I was at the All Star Game last year, home so, run derby, or two years ago now, and then down I, the first base line in in Coors Field when they were building Coors Field, that was a warehouse for for Coors beer. They actually kept the brewery. One of the buildings, uh, as, a, as a part of the ballpark, they built the ballpark around a brewery. Oh, you went on the tour tour. Yeah, so the, <laughs> there's, there's still an act. It's the only ballpark in Major League Baseball with an active brewery inside of it. And normally during the season, they make different concoctions. It's a Coors Brewery where they make different concoctions during the games and all that kind of stuff, and they let fans try and stuff like that. And that's where the concoction for Blue Moon was invented. In Coors Field, uh, there. I didn't know that. The I, one I, in Milwaukee is gorgeous, too. The Brewer I've been Stadium, to Miller Park. beautiful awesome. ballpark. Like so, that that's the cool part about this new schedule is like we're gonna have opportunities to go to all these different stadiums that you'd never, you know, normally don't even see the Yankees ever. Uh, years ago, you didn't see the Yankees ever go near these places. It was yeah. once like, every eight years. Chase Field in Arizona, the Yankees like stadium. never play there. I've been there too. Yeah, beautiful stadium. Awesome. Yeah, we, we we could talk a lot about the great stadiums there's, in baseball. There's there's like fifteen, maybe twenty better ballparks than Yankee Stadium. I th- I'm not gonna lie. We should like actually do it. Debate like which ones are nicer and which ones aren't. I have no aren't. calls. We'll we'll take a break here. We come back and I'll talk through the ones I've been through. Do, all right, before we break, mm-hmm. did you go to the Jack Daniels like roof in Coors Field? I did. Yeah, I went up there. Yeah, amazing. Super like I don't know. I was I was faded, so it was super like trippy being up there. And then you can see that line that's like mm-hmm. uh, I forget how high above sea level. Fifty four eighty, I believe. Fifty four twenty. It's it's uh it's a mile above sea level exactly. Uh, it's it's uh, it's oh it's incredible. It's awesome. It's such it's a awesome. cool state. They, they, the, the seats. There's a row of purple seats. That's what I mean. That yeah. line of seats. It's where fi- it says fifty-two this. eighty. I believe is the, yeah. is, the, is the marker of it. When you think about that, you're like, damn, we're up here. Fun fact. Um, while you're while the air is is thinner because you're that high up uh, above sea level, get drunker quicker. Oh, that's what it was for me. I, I remember. I remember being in there like I could barely feel my legs. Like I could fall up here. Yeah. It's amazing, dude, dude. I was there in the summer of 2017, and then I went back for Home Run Derby and All-Star, which was ridiculous. Oh, awesome. um, Juan Soto hit a bomb. Shohei put a ball in right field somewhere where you're just not supposed to put baseballs. That's that's legitimately why baseball is so great is because there, there's a romance to it, right? Every different stadium has its own personality. Mm-hmm. There's so many different – whereas – even though football stadiums are all different, I could definitely say this by NBA and NHL arenas, they all kind of have the same vibe to them. They're all a little and different. And a lot of them lack personality, yeah. similar to MetLife Stadium, big I, air conditioner on getting, Route 3. It's like, this is not a great stadium. They're getting better with it over the years, but baseball's always had it. Every mm-hmm. stadium is... Com- no. What stadiums in baseball look the same? They all are completely different. And they've all got their own personalities, and they're all different places. They have different uh, field dimensions. Yeah, which they I love. Have... People hate. I love that. No, I love that. I that's, love that. It's like unique to baseball. Yeah, it's so great. The, the, the different stadiums around the league. Like Dodger Stadium's beautiful. The Angels in Anaheim is gorgeous, too. Oh, there's so many great stadiums. Dodger Stadium, I love. I've been there a bunch of times. All right, so let's break. Uh, baseball fans, we're talking baseball now. If you've been to a ballpark, any ballpark outside of City Field, Yankee Stadium, if you have a cool story to share, uh, I'll think of the places I've gone. Brian will think of 
the places he's gone, and uh, we'll we'll hit some of that when we come back from break. But obviously talking about the Knicks, the Nets, Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and the Giants. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. Time host taking you till 2 a.m. We are talking Nets, talking Knicks, and Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones, of course. And now we have sprinkled in a little bit of a theme for the next uh, hour and 15 minutes or so. MLB ballparks. Which ones have you been to? Which ones are you trying to go to? With the new schedule, we will start to see some teams play in parks that we don't usually see. And, uh, you know, with interleague, it was every three years that the divisions would cross and uh, play, like, you know, the AL East last year played the NL Central. And, you know, a couple years back, I know, uh, like, I went to Dodger Stadium to see the Yankees uh, 2019, I think it was. And... Now we'll see a lot more of that, but I think that's one of the great things about baseball. When you know, I don't really try and sell people on baseball anymore. I've kind of grown out of that. But when I was younger, you know, Brian was just talking about it. It's one of those things unique to baseball, like the ballparks. It's different than going to an NBA arena, where for the most part you sit in a seat and uh, the court is the same, and all these arenas do the same T-shirt toss and uh, different games on the scoreboard. It's different than going to NFL stadiums, which have some character too, but I've been to a few NFL stadiums, and uh, it's easy for them to be the same, especially when it's, you know, 53 and a third by 100 yards. And, uh, you know, for hockey, I haven't been to too many um, of those arenas, but a lot of those arenas are the basketball arenas that get flipped for hockey. Baseball, ballparks, stadiums, uh, they're unique, they're great, and I'm on a quest to go to all of them. Um, I'll give you the list of places I've been. We've already got some people on the phone that want to share with us where they've been. But, man, I just saw a great quote from Josh Hart. Now, Josh Hart told you when the Knicks were 5-0 and in his time being here, hey, you know, we got the 6-0 and enough with the undefeated in Josh Hart era, enough with the streak. Like, we get it. We're all playing tough. Tonight, Josh Hart was asked about the fatigue factoring in to the loss late in the game against Charlotte. And his quote was, you got people getting up at 6 a.m. doing 12-hour shifts. Those people are tired. For us, we're just playing a game. We got to keep that in perspective. Like, this guy, <laughs> this guy has come to New York, and and he gets it more than so many other athletes we've seen come here for every different sport, right? Right away, he's repping New York in the Knicks-Nets rivalry. He's screaming, this is our city. And uh, he plays hard. He hustles. He gives you that grit that you want. Restoring the feeling for some of the 90s Knicks. And answering that question right there about being tired, about fatigue, and not making an excuse, he actually takes the opportunity to highlight the people in this city that are getting up and working all day uh, from 6 a.m. on, 12-hour shifts. Like, I, I just think Josh Hart is a guy that gets it. Shout-out to him. Shout-out to the Knicks. They'll be all right. Can't win them all. Let's go to my guy Dwight in Asbury Park on the fan. What's up, Dwight? Yeah, uh, I'm surprised that your guy quickly didn't get no shine, no shine last night. What do you mean, on air? Or, or oh, okay, game, you're talking about in the game because it's, it's, um, it's now the eighth. Well, you know, quickly shined against the Celtics. That was his night. He put on, and the world got to see him, right? Evan was talking about how he hates all his dance moves. I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. Uh, it's hard to duplicate that. It's hard to, um, you know, carry that into your home arena and do it again. Uh, like I said, the the Hornets were ready to go. That was a trap game. I think that the Knicks fell right into that trap. And um, let me see. What did IQ do? He didn't have – obviously, he didn't have the game that he had – against the Celtics, but, uh, yeah, he didn't, I mean, 14 points, five assists, different game, different game plan, different matchup. Can't, couldn't expect him to duplicate what he did in, in TD Garden. Hey, man, what do you, you think of Jones and his new contract? I love it. Uh, I'm happy that they didn't franchise tag him. I love it for the guy. I said earlier, man, if we have guys like Deshaun Watson making all this money, if we have all these other guys that have committed crimes and do all this other crazy stuff and get paid, you know, why doesn't Daniel Daniel Jones deserve that money? Like, who who gets paid? I hear people saying, oh, it's too much for a guy like this. He's not like, 
No, the Giants paid their guy that they drafted that they actually made a mistake and didn't pick up his fifth-year option, made him prove it, and not only did he prove it, he won a bunch of games, he won a playoff game, he's the captain of this team, the clear-cut leader of this team, and quarterbacks do not grow on trees. I think it's a good deal, and the cap hit is the most important thing. That $19 million cap hit for this year is not going to crush them versus $32 million that it could have been if they had to tag him. Both sides were able to meet, and I think the negotiations went well. I know, obviously, they started up there at 48, but I think that was just uh, for Twitter and for, for chatter. And I knew Daniel Jones wasn't going to drive a hard bargain or you know hold out. He wants to be the quarterback of the Giants, and now he's got his payday. Hey, I, I think you think Rodgers going to come to New York and get down with the Jets? I don't know about He think he's playing games with I think he's playing. He's playing I think he's playing this. games, but I think if he wants to play football games, it's the Jets. I think if he wants to play, if he doesn't want to retire, if the Packers don't want him back, which it seems like they're like, hey, come talk to him. And there's reports that they're fed up with his antics and stuff. If he wants to play, now we have the information. Now the Jets are in California. The owner, the head coach, coordinator, like now the pressure is on. I think by the end of this week, we will get some type of information, some type of sign of a yes or no. He said that he's open to the idea. So let's see what the Jets do to wine and dine him, to recruit him. Aaron Rodgers loves the attention. I'm sure he loves that they flew out to try and get him. And um, now that the Packers have kind of gotten over his antics, here come the Jets ready to bring him in. And at this point, they have to get it done. And if they don't get that done, they better go get Lamar Jackson or try. Hey, everybody sleeping on New England. They better be ready for him because they got a. They actually got an offensive coordinator for that guy, that quarterback Matt Jones. All that's all they needed. Bill O'Brien. They, they, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what Bill O'Brien's got left. And uh, Mac Jones, I'm not sold so on. Um, I don't think anybody should be worried about them. Dwight, thanks for the call, bro. I'm I'm not really looking at Mac Jones and. Bill O'Brien, like they're like just in that division. You have Josh Allen and the Bills that are going to be looking for revenge. Uh, the Jets, if they get Aaron Rodgers, it's those two teams. We'll see what the Dolphins do. We've already talked about them tonight. If they throw their hat in the ring for Aaron Rodgers or if they get uh, Tom Brady to unretire, I look at the Packers or I look at the Patriots, excuse me, as, as not much of a threat. Obviously, you can't count Bill Belichick out in that defense, but. I don't think too many people are pointing at Bill O'Brien like, oh, no, here we go. Now they got an offensive coordinator like that. Mac Jones was throwing fits on the sideline last year. Mac Jones might not even be that good. Anywho, now we can talk baseball a little bit. Let me think. I think I said I've been to 14, maybe 15 ballparks. Brian, get your list together. I'll get my list together. I always go to Twitter because I know I've I've tweeted it out. i got to search my name and, like, a random ballpark and try and come up with it. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I know the closest stadiums I haven't been to. Okay, here we go. I have been to Dodger Stadium, Chase Field, Coors Field, Target Field, Miller Park, Wrigley Field, Guaranteed Rate Field, PNC Park, Camden Yards, Citizens Bank Park, City Field, Lone Depot Park, uh, Truist Park, Yankee Stadium. So I think that's 14. I'm, I think I'm missing one. Did I say Camden Yards? I don't know. I think I'm missing one. Also but, known as Bronx South. Yeah, we all know that because we, we've been taking over their spot for a minute. I got to get back down there, actually. Uh, yeah, so I think, nah, I think I'm missing one, bro. Whatever. I've been Chase to. Chase Field, you didn't say. Okay, so Dodger Stadium, Chase Field, so where the Dodgers play, where the Diamondbacks play, where the Rockies play, where the Twins play, where the Brewers play, where the Cubs play, the White Sox, the Pirates, the Orioles, the Phillies, the Mets, Yankees, obviously, the Marlins, uh, Tropicana Field. I've never been inside Tropicana Field. I've just been by it. That doesn't count. Um, and I really don't care to go in there because it's a dump. And then Atlanta, where the Braves play. I think that's 14. But I feel like my number is 15. I'm definitely forgetting somewhere. Either way, Brian, what's your list? Do you know your list off the top of your head? 
I just brought up a list of the Major League Baseball teams by division, so I could just read it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done Chicago White Sox, uh, very bland, very plain. Um, Guardians I did, but I was very young. Uh, I've only driven past the Tiger Stadium, so I won't count that. Uh, Royals I haven't done, I want to do. Twins I haven't done. Camden Yards, yes. Fenway, yes. Yankee Stadium, obviously. I've done Tampa. Gross. It, walking around the concourses, it feels Sucks. like an, it feels like an arena, dude. Like, it, oh, it's trash horrible. a can of field. I just, I can't, I can't bring myself. And I've been to spring training. Uh huh. Like, I, I don't want to take a tour, and I don't even care to go to a game down there. They, they have the like cowbell. They have like three mascots. I just, I hate the Rays. I, I, I think told you this before. Like, I'm not. I'm not a beach guy in the summertime. Me I turn purple. So my my thing is, like, I just want to sit in the bleachers with a beer in my hand at Yankee Stadium. That's that's my enjoyable thing. Yeah. You can't even feel like it's summertime at Tropicana Field. Because yeah, if you don't see the outside, it's like a you're, you're circus trapped. tent. Yeah, it's awful. So it's it's the worst one I've been to by far. And it's not even close. And there's also no one there when you go. I mean, you go to Yankees Rays, you get, in, get inside for $25, if like, if that. Toronto, I've done. Excited to see the new renovations there this year. Have not done Minute Maid. I would like to see Minute Maid, even though the Astros are gross. Uh, Angels, I have done. Beautiful. A's have not done. Mariners haven't done. I want to see the new Ranger Stadium. Haven't done that. I've done Wrigley. Have not done Cincinnati. Have done Milwaukee. I've done Pittsburgh. I've done St. Louis now. Uh, Atlanta, I haven't done. Miami, I've done. Uh, Mets, I've done. Phillies, I've done. I love Citizens Bank Park. And Nationals, I've done. Uh, Diamondbacks I've done, Rockies I've done, Dodgers I've done, and Padres and Giants I have not done. Do- Giants I really want to get to. Yeah. San Francisco looks like one of the more, more beautiful stadiums in the league. I would absolutely go to a Yankee game. I would want to do like a Yankee game out there, do like hit up San Francisco. I kind of want to see Oakland just because of how bad it is, if that makes sense. It's a dump. That's well, that's, that, but that's why I, I want to see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, but I want to I see how bad it actually is, if that makes sense. Man, there's like rats. There was a story about like sewage and uh, the dugouts, sewer yeah. water falling on the Yankees in the dugout. It's amazing. It's a, that's a major league stadium. Now, I can't wait till they move to Vegas. I'll be out there once a year. And for when the Rays move to actual Tampa yeah. and move out of St. Petersburg. Uh, all right, let's take some calls. We've got people calling in to share their favorite ballpark and where they've been. James is in Freeport, New York on the fan. Hello, James. Hello, Cam. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. I like the way you bring the young kids on this show. That's great, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm 26, bro. 26. So I, I, I've been, I know I said, I like how you bring the young kids on the show. Is he talking great. about me? No. <laughs> Brian thought you were talking about him. You're not talking oh. about Are you talking about my producer right now? You're talking about, in general, some of the young kids general, that call. In general, the young kids. <laughs> he's not 20s. He, got, he took offense. He got offended <laughs> off that. He's 26. He's growing I've been, up. I've been to 24 ballparks. And wow. You're right. Baseball is that what makes baseball great is to go travel and see these ballparks. Yeah. Uh San Francisco's on my list. The top five, San Francisco, PNC Park, Petco Park, which I forgot about until two seconds ago. Um, not a fan of the indoor stadiums. Houston, I didn't like. Oakland is a dump. Seattle, I didn't like. Arizona, I didn't like. But Bush Stadium was great. Pittsburgh was great. Cannon Yards is awesome. And I got to get down to the, uh, I saw the old Rangers ballpark. I got to get to the new one. Yeah, Globe Life. My last stadium I've been to was Atlanta when the Mets went down there and uh, when we could have done something. What, and what was, stadium was, did you enjoy the food at most? Can you think of that? The food? Uh, in, in Arlington. We had... Um, Everything's bigger in Texas. Maple syrup. Right. And I, oh. bet it, I bet it didn't cost as much as it cost the Yankee Stadium for a sandwich or a beer or for the hot dog, a steak sandwich, uh, chicken fingers. They had, when I went, they had $2 uh, Tuesday hot dogs. $2? <laughs> Dodger dog is twelve dollars, <laughs> uh, and 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 not counting old stadiums, by the way. Like like I was in Dodger Stadium. That's just iconic. You can't count that Wrigley Field. You can't count. That's just iconic. You can't compare those to the new ballpark. Yeah, they are like they're enchanting. You go in there and like, uh, thanks for the call, James. You go in there and you think about like for me when I was younger, I used to play, and it wasn't even MLB the Show, but I used to play something on PlayStation. I can't remember what. MLB Slugfest? Maybe it was Slugfest or like like you could choose which ballparks you played in. You could cho- you could do home run derby and choose the ballparks. And uh, I always used to love playing in Dodger Stadium and Wrigley. And then I grew up and got to go to both of those. I think I've been to both of them more than six or seven times. 
I love Dodger Stadium. There's yeah. a romance to it. It's, it's just, just like beautiful. if you're in a movie, bro. You're like you're you're sitting there. I've I've been all over Dodger Stadium. Uh, I've been all over Wrigley. And I will say the renovations they've done to Wrigley in the last five years no, are great. tremendous. Like they're, they're great. They've rebuilt the ballpark. They used to have the bullpen on the field. Yeah. Now, now it's, it's like yep, now the, it's like yeah. underground in the back somewhere. My boy Mike, I was in the fan cave with. He is the like social media host for them, like Marquee in their like YouTube channel. Man, he gives all access to every. He he's all over the field. I've been in their bleachers. Like if you like Yankee Stadium bleachers, go go to like a Saturday one o'clock Cubs game and go sit in the bleachers uh, on the north side. <laughs> you'll you'll experience some interesting stuff. I, I love Wrigley. Um, I enjoyed. Um, Have you sat on the rooftops at Wrigley? No, across the street. Yeah, I've seen yeah, those them. Those are though. awesome. Those they're are cool. Awesome. And and I mean, if you can't get a ticket to the game, they're cool. They would charge people like two grand during the World Series to get up there. Of course. <laughs> That's the thing about Wrigley too is it's in the middle of it's like Fenway. It's in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah, like across bro. the street, there's people who live across the street from the stadium. Wrigleyville. Yeah, it's a town. So <laughs> it's so cool. The first time I went to Chicago was fresh out of the fan cave because I'm put into the fan cave with a White Sox fan and a Cubs fan, and the whole summer they're talking about New York sucks, Chicago's better, New York is dirty. Your pizza sucks. So I'm like, all right. Chicago's got dirty areas too. I mean, I know, like Chicago, like the, the murder rate. Like, don't in get Chicago me started on the south then. side, dude. Yeah, dude, you go, you go to White Sox team. Yeah, yeah, of that's scary. Like, like no, I, you, I, you leave the parking lot outside the White Sox stadium, yeah, you're and that's right next to. Uh, I mean, and <laughs> danger I, zone. I tailgated out there. Like I parked, and I'm like, this is not really whatever. So the parking lot's fine. You leave the gates of that parking lot, and you're in the danger zone. Yeah, this is not really in the best location and my boy lived in um Flossmore so we drove through like the south side of Chicago to get to the suburbs where he lived so I really got a full I got a full vantage point I remember I took the the red line I I just was in Chicago doing whatever and this was a long time this was like nine years ago I took the red line I wanted to take the red line from Wrigley to guaranteed rate and my boy hits me, and he's like, bro, you just riding the red line for fun? He's like, people get robbed on that train. He's like, what stop are you at? He's like, if you get any stops further, it's going to get reckless. And I'm like, bro, I've, I've been on the train in New York everywhere. He's like, it's not New York, bro. He's like, somebody's going to check you, whatever. He's like, get off at this stop, and I'll meet you. I'm in my car, and then we'll go to the game because we were going to the White Sox game. I remember I saw Trout. Um, I saw the Angels versus White Sox a while ago. We got a break. Here we are. Uh, it's already one. We got an hour left of my show, KM to 2 a.m. Marco's in here for the update. We're going to break it down. We're going to hit you with that, and we'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 